My little brother Kevin, who actually has a birthday today, I'm preaching about him on his birthday, it's kind of fun, Um, he's wired a little bit differently than the rest of us in the family. Uh, Most of us are pretty type A choleric folks. Uh, My brother is not. He's a little bit more phlegmatic than the rest of us, if you're familiar with some of the ancient temperaments. He's very easygoing, and charitable way of saying it is he's motivated a little differently uh, by things that might uh, otherwise motivate uh, my sister and myself. And as a kid, one of my brother's most common phrases, whenever he was asked to do something, or my parents would tell him, hey, you, you, you should do this, is he would say, what's the point? What's the point? Uh, yeah, and sometimes... You know, my parents would just really like, that's not what we wanted to hear, Kevin. You know, uh, what, what's the point? What's the point of X, Y, or Z? Uh, and it sometimes led to some very funny moments. And we might, I think, look at the ascension that we celebrate today and maybe have the same reaction as my little brother occasionally would. What's the point? Yeah, Jesus, that's great for you. You ascended to the Father. But what is the point for us? What does the ascension do for us? How does it affect my life right now? I dare say many of the mysteries of the gospel can feel like this. That there are events that happened to Jesus, but not to us. So it can be difficult for us, I think, to relate to some of these events of Jesus' life. And I think the ascension is probably a good example of that. So to answer that question, how does the ascension affect my life right here and right now, I would say that the ascension does two things for us. The first thing that it does is it elevates our human nature. The best way to maybe illustrate this is to compare the ascension to another pivotal event, the incarnation, God becoming a man. The incarnation and the ascension are the bookends to God's physical presence in the world. Think about it. At the incarnation, God entered into humanity. And at the ascension, God departs it. They are the beginning and the end of Jesus' physical presence in the world. In the incarnation, God descended to earth and lowered himself. And at the ascension, he is raised up to heaven to be with the Father. And so in the incarnation, at the very beginning... Our human nature remained exactly as it was. We didn't really change at all. But for God, it was quite different. Because you see, the second person of the Trinity, the Word, lacked only one thing. A human body. And so the Word became flesh. The only thing that God lacked was a body. And so at the incarnation, God took to himself a body, the human form, and changed a little bit while we as human beings remained exactly as we were. We remained the same, but something changed for God. The ascension, by contrast, Jesus remains just as he was as he goes to the Father, fully God and fully man, but it is we who change. Our human nature changes as a result of the ascension. It is elevated. It is transformed. The definition of what it means to be a human being is given maybe a small addendum attached to it, an expansion to include the ability to go to heaven and to have our final goal and our final destiny be where Jesus now is. 
Our humanity is elevated. Our goal is changed and our mission is enhanced by the ascension that we celebrate today. And even the words of the final blessing that I'll use at the end of Mass today, it reads that Jesus pierced the heights of heaven and unlocked for us the way to ascend to where he is. So we are united with Jesus as a head is to the body. And Christ, our head, has gone to heaven, ascended to his Father. And we, his body, remain here on earth with the promise of being able to go to where he is. Christ, our head, will not abandon us. And he has given us the sure and certain hope that our destiny lies not on earth, but in heaven. And maybe the second thing that the ascension does for us right here and right now in our own lives is it increases our hope for heaven. And now that we know that heaven is a possibility for us, ascension, the ascension increases our desire for it. A desire for what we cannot yet see. And that is Christian hope, brothers and sisters. And this hope moves us and urges us onward. Even as we know that the only way to get to heaven is to pass through the dark night of death. And that hope of heaven can keep us moving forward even in the sufferings and the difficulties and the pains that inevitably come with the end of life. And really that's one of the most beautiful parts of my ministry as a priest is preparing souls for death. And every time that I meet with someone who is close, I almost always talk about the ascension this mystery we celebrate today. That with the ascension, we get to go where Christ has already gone before. And our God would not invite us to join him if he, did it, if he knew that it wasn't for our good. So even as we approach death, something as difficult as that, we can be filled with Christian hope for what lies beyond this world. I was reminded of this recently by one of my brother priests here in St. Louis. His name's Father Pat Christopher. He served at my home parish, St. Fernand, when I was a little toddler. Uh, And my family has remained close to him for many years. Uh, He served at various places, Claire of Assisi for a few years. He's currently at uh, St. Joseph in Apple Creek. It's our southernmost parish down by Cape Girardeau. And recently, Father Pat, who's in his mid to late 60s, was diagnosed with Bulbar ALS. It's ALS that starts to affect the body from the head on down. So it's already affecting him most primarily in his speech. And last month, he sent an email to all of us informing us of his diagnosis and the prognosis for him going forward. And he said some very beautiful words to us. He said, when I tell people my diagnosis and after they're done crying, they usually ask, Father, what can I do for you in the meantime? And I tell them, pray. I hear heaven is a pretty cool place. I want to get there. Such beautiful words and a beautiful Christian hope that can only come from desiring what Christ has in store for us that we cannot yet see, that is invisible to us as we go through the end of our life, that is invisible to us as we suffer. It is there. And if we desire it and have hope for it, it will urge us on to where Christ wants us to be, 
to pass through the dark night of suffering and even death to get to heaven. Brothers and sisters, whether we are young or old, whether we are ill or in good health, whether we are here every Sunday or not, I do hope we have an ardent and burning desire for heaven. And further, I hope that that desire is made manifest through our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our decisions. If we do not live each day with a steadfast yearning for heaven, then honestly, what are we doing? So human nature, elevated to new heights, and a greater hope for what heaven has in store for us. That's what's in it for us. In this beautiful mystery that we celebrate today, the ascension of our Lord. It's the ability to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. So let us ask ourselves today, do I long for heaven? Do I want to be where Jesus is? Let us fix our eyes on that beautiful horizon, just as the apostles did today. Fix our eyes on heaven, fix them upward to Jesus, and let him lead us and guide us to where he is.